0: Welcome to Geekstrom, the uh, the last one of the ge- of Game of Thrones, I guess, until we get you know inevitable spinoffs and all sorts of other things. Books, hopefully. I know, love to do a podcast about the books at some point in the future. I'm sure Anthony would too. Um, I guess again, I should introduce myself. I am Frankie, uh, your host, I suppose.
1: And I am Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah, as always, it's Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> the faithful companion. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. The the only the only person who will ever come on this podcast cuz <laughs> everyone else is terrible.
1: Or they have children. Yeah.
0: yeah, or basketball games, you know, lives, I guess, you know, get in the way of podcasting. Yeah, but the death of a good podcast is people with lives.
1: When you've got Game of Thrones, like Yeah. Come
0: on. Well, and that's the thing. That kind of Yeah, now we don't this so. this existential uh Dread that we're heading into right now, our, our own doom of Valeria. Like Game of Thrones is over, guys, guys and gals. Uh, what are we gonna do? <laughs> um.
1: Well, there's there's a lot we can do. Um, let's see. We can take up knitting.
0: Knitting. Uh, Cross stitching is is pretty huge yeah, nowadays.
1: I, I guess. Like I'm 28. I can start a family now.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I know this was the one thing that was keeping you from that. So (laughs) yeah, I'm glad that we're here now.
1: Like, that's why. Like, whenever I go to family functions, and they're like, "Oh, why haven't you settled down?" and I'm like, "Listen, on at all, Game of Thrones is on. I can't." (laughs) That that's it. That's the only reason. Then nothing else.
0: Yep. No, but I'm going to say that that is the same reason for me too. I'm going to use that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we still have the books um, to come out. Uh, George R. R. Martin actually had to speak out and say that the endings to the books are going to be similar. Like he he said it's the same, but different. But the same, but different. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means, <laughs> <laughs> I think it means I don't know. But he said he has like three thousand page, like manuscript. So yeah. I'm gonna read all three thousand and dissect yeah. it. Um, but we've got spinoff shows, too.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we got we've those got, to look we got that. To. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you can just start watching the show again from the beginning. Yeah, like I There's already did. that, too. I've yeah. already started again.
1: <laughs> no, right. I'm not going to rewatch the whole thing, but um, I did try to rewatch season one to catch any more parallels. Um Right. But I know we're gonna be getting the prequel spinoff, so like I'll probably rewatch again when that starts to buzz about. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the game is over, man. What do we do now? Yep.
0: Well, I guess we talk about it. That's like we have right. for the past past five weeks. I mean, um, there's
1: enough content for us to keep talking about this show. Even right. though it's That's over, true. Like we could talk about it for like another couple of years, maybe. For yeah, sure. But we won't. But maybe we will.
0: <laughs> are you gonna watch there's other there's other geeky yeah. geeky shit about. Are you, us to are talk you gonna about.
1: watch uh The Last Watch, I think it's called, the documentary?
0: I I think I'm going to. Like I've been pretty I don't wanna call it spoilerverse because it's not really spoilers to see like ne- necessarily to see, you know, next episode or whatever. But I've always dodged that after the ends of the episodes. And I know that there's been like some pretty cool, you know, showrunner content and like kind of behind the scenes stuff, which I've kind of missed out on. So anything that would give me a little bit more of that information I'm really interested in. Um but I don't know. It's like I don't okay, I just wanna start by saying that I do not feel stung by this ending in any way i don't feel betrayed or like i wasted my time yeah let's, or let's anything clear like the, that. let's
1: clear this shit up right now um
0: yeah, so, yeah go ahead
1: there are a lot of criticisms and i i can get behind some of them uh i mean we talk about this every week but like yes it's rushed and i uh, you know there's more that could be done but i think like overall the the end game i'm very happy with sort of like there are things i want to share like my heart was crushed but at some point but i mean overall like if this is where the characters do end up even though it was mm-hmm. compressed even though we didn't get you know 10 seasons 100 episodes like which would have been 10 perfect seasons, yeah 100 episodes yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though we didn't get that i'm happy with where it they would have ended up and this gives us like plenty of room to dig into the books and like wonder, oh, like cuz now that we know kind of the end game, if we reread mm-hmm. the books, we could probably find like clues that are going to hint at what's to come. So, I'm right. very happy. What about you?
0: Well, I think uh in, you know, it's an interesting thing to have have had these based on books and then the show passes the books and then the books are now meant to catch up to what may or may not be the same ending um, because a lot of the narrative around how, I guess, last season a little bit, but this season specifically has been, you know, compacted and rushed and all that. And the thing is, is a lot of the places that we got to, particularly in this finale, I'm pretty fine with. Um, i just not a fan of how we got there and if we've got 2 to 3 to 4 whoever knows you know if george has written himself another you know 900 thousand page book that he has to split in half like he did with the last two um maybe we'll get more books than he originally planned and if we come to these same conclusions more or less but we have a lot more time to live in the world and there's a lot more going on and a lot more explanation you know, an actual build up to where these things happen. Uh, I, I'd be totally fine with it because, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, like of all the things that ended up happening, uh, when they were just like, oh yeah, it it's one of those things where you knew it was coming. But when they actually said it out loud, you're just like, Boof. but when they're like, oh, brand brand should be King. And it's just like, uh, Hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, right. Well, if you had told me like a season or two ago that brand would end up being King, I, I would have said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not a shot. Um, right. But like when it happened and then the more I thought about it, the more I really kind of liked the idea. um, <clears throat> And I don't want to say I called it last week, but
0: I kind of just heard what <laughs> happened,
1: you know? Um, we,
0: we brought it up. Yeah. We really did. The conversation between Varys and Tyrion. Uh, when we were still in Winterfell and Bran's not wanting for anything. We, you know, that was the whole basis of Tyrion's, you know, pitch. And, you know, it's there's a reason that it was in the last episode or not the last episode, our last podcast, but however many episodes go. It was there for a reason to lay that groundwork so they at least had something to call back to. But, you know. I mean, not only we
1: that. Call, we call it. Tyrion and Bran have, Tyrion has always liked Bran yeah Uh, like even in i think it was episode three he like of the first season like he draws a saddle for bran because he likes him and he takes pity on him you know whatever but you know he's got that line you know i love cripples bastards and broken things and Mm -hmm. obviously bran the broken which i don't know if that's a good thing to call your uh only handicapped character
0: yeah, um, it was that that was a tough one cuz it's one of those things where like it rolled off the tongue, right? Yeah. And I'm sure when they when they were thinking of it they're like, yeah, this is cool. This is a cool name. Well, the, and then I <laughs> mean, didn't quite
1: The thing is, though didn't quite hit. That's a, that is a line from the book, uh from from A Clash of Kings, like the very last chap I think it's the last chapter, but the last brand chapter. He looks at Runef- Winterfell after uh, Theon takes it. And it's smoking and ruined. And, you know, he says, like, it's like me. I'm broken, but I'm not dead. And I'm like, oh, right. oh I like that line. And then that was, I'm okay with them, you know, using that. Um, one of my friends, uh, Becca, had suggested calling him Brand the Breaker. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Except uh, there's already a Brand the Breaker in history. So
0: ah. I can't do that again. Uh- bran the unbroken would probably get the same you know message across and be a little bit more uplifting yeah i Um, think they
1: called them broken though because like the wheel metaphor that they came up with and they just have to use it
0: (laughs) yes yeah they definitely leaned into that they wanted to remind you about the wheel being broken and stuff like that but you know ultimately it i like uh I had mentioned something on Twitter I think a couple of days ago where it's like uh, I want to be able to have a bunch of questions uh, and know that none of them are going to get answered and that's okay. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so, like <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into the, the logistics of Bran, uh, show Bran uh, being the king. So, the previous Three-Eyed Raven said that he had sat in the tree for like a thousand years, which, you know, if you compare that to uh, the Was book Three Red Ravens that we years? get, I, I, that's what I, he said. Okay. Yeah, which which made no sense to no, me considering what I knew from the yeah, books, but yeah, sure. It's like Extended lifespan at the very least, right? Uh, do we get a king who is a king for like a thousand years or more, like immortal until someone kills him or so, something like that?
1: yeah, that actually plays into and this is what i kind of like about the ending is that like now we can think about the shit right so bran becomes the three-eyed raven the three-eyed raven before him was blood raven um, right we don't know anything really about what happened to lord blood raven before he went north of the wall well i mean right. you know just as he went we don't know what happened beyond the wall so we don't know if he was a green seer which you know we kind of was but like we don't know who was the one before him and you know Bran I think in uh, episode I want to say one of this season or maybe it was two uh, he says like you know there are many three eyed ravens like throughout history so what right. if Bran is now the three eyed raven now the king he's gonna live until another green seer is born and that green seer is gonna come to Bran and then when Brian oh. dies, he's going to pass that on to the next greenseer. So you're going to have the same, like, immortal god, fi- you know, figure as king forever mm-hmm. now. Right. Which is pretty cool, I think, but... I mean, it <laughs> takes away <laughs> well, from democracy, but whatever. We don't need that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they, they laughed democracy right off the Which show. I'm so very was, glad they that did was that, pretty that, by good. the way. I thought, I thought it, that, that was really funny. Um uh and it's also one of those things where like you know since Tyrion's the pitch man for bran you know very clearly you know like he had a, a lineup for like well and also rough of sansa to be like i don't know if you guys know this but bran's junk doesn't work yeah like, okay, uh, so he no ain't really gonna be out here having kids <laughs> so i was like damn put him on blast in front of literally all the lords and ladies of the land but here we are that's no big deal yeah. um but Tyrion's like, "Oh yeah, so whenever he dies, you know, whoever is left will pick the next king." So, sure. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine, not going to happen but
1: peacefully, but right. whatever. <laughs> um...
0: But you know, it's, it's a nice kind of uh gesture, I believe. I also thought it was funny that even though and I'll have I have some unsullied thoughts, um especially considering that uh Davos was like, "Oh, you know, start your own house." It's just like, "How?" <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you could give them land in the reach, like yeah. And I would have liked uh, maybe like a scene where some of the Unsullied and the Dothraki are like, "Hey, you know what? They told us we could go there. Let's go." Um, right. We we didn't get enough Dothraki. I figured we wouldn't get any, so
0: you know. Right. Um. More some is is more than none. Yeah. So yeah. Like we did see them like walking around in King's Landing as John was heading to the boats, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. And it's just like, you know, and also unrealistic. I don't know how much time had passed because, you know, we got John a full-on pirate beard uh, when they busted him out of jail, but... Um, I want to say
1: it was like a at least a month or two, maybe, because, like, all, right. they all had longer beards. Oh, right. okay.
0: But it's just this idea that, you know, the, the entirety of Westeros, at least from what we were shown by their leaders and stuff, were completely and utterly horrified the idea of the Dothraki coming to Westeros at all and now they're just kind of like hanging out in the market at King's Landing and it's just like no, everyone's cool with it and it's just like Like, especially after all of the weird racial politics that was happening up in the north I would have really liked to see though like
1: well I think King's Landing is hella racist too Um, you know the way they talk about the Dornish and all that Um, but like I really would have liked to see like some of the Dothraki kind of like choosing to settle down or like even talking about like, we have to go back. We, you know, we can't, you know, be here or something right. like, but I think it's like a nice contrast to, uh, like when Tyrion brought the, uh, the, cl- the mountain men from, uh, the Vale, when he brought right. them down and then he eventually had to kick them out. But, or like when the Northmen came down in the books anyway, like. Everyone was afraid of them because they had these, like, giant wolf pelts and they looked like big bears and all that. Like, right. you know, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But I don't know. Like, I think Grey Worm, they, they did him dirty, <laughs> just like they did Daenerys dirty. Uh, yeah. You know, but I also don't expect Grey Worm to be alive in the books at this by this point. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I am was ultimately okay with both of their turns, you know, to a little bit more of an emotional thing. Um, Grey Worms actually hit a lot harder, you know, just due to his actual relationship with Masendi, and, you know, his proximity to her and all that. Um, so like him kind of becoming unhinged during the battle because he's still, you know, pretty collected. Until he told Tyrion to shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, I love basically. that too. And he was like, "You are um, not here to speak." But, you know, I
1: was like, "Good, thank you." But then Tyrion spoke all, anyway. So
0: whatever. Yeah, and you know, and it, I also thought it was funny that you know, even as a prisoner, because he's the last remaining person of House Lannister, he still gets a say. And I'm just like, man, they, <laughs> they really just let everyone who's got a you know an old family name run everything in this damn country. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, <sighs>
1: I have a lot of thoughts about that, like, little mini King's Moot. Um, yeah. I think... I know we're pressed for time. I get it. But there is no fucking way Dorne would be okay. The, even though we don't know the the Prince of Dorne. But... Right. And this goes out to the costume department. Good on them for being able to, like, yes. come up with... Because, like, you could, like, look at the costumes and be like, Oh, he's from the Vale. He's from the North. He's from Dorne. I, right. I like that um but like Dorne had been independent forever until like 150 years ago so like how come the north gets to be free I would have been like well what about me Yara Greyjoy would have been like well I made a deal with Daenerys where I would stop raiding for you know our Mm -hmm. independence and like I wish they'd brought that up but I mean you could also make the argument that like the they've Probably might figure well, you know, it's better for us to be united for trade reasons or whatever. I don't know. But what did you what did you think of that whole king's moot?
0: Well, uh, for starters, I've seen that that was supposed to be and Reed. Uh, Wait, was it? You know, yeah, that's what I've seen. Oh, for fuck's um, sake! And <laughs> if they if they if they if that's how we meet and Reed. The you know uh, age appropriate Helen Reed in the show, and they don't say a damn thing about it, and we never see Mirror again, a slap in the face. and all yeah, this that stuff that can't be Helen Reed. That 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 pissed me the hell off. But the whole this whole idea that you know they they lost Danny, and they lost her drive, and they lost the yeah they lost the conquest, but they also lost any hope of having some kind of revolutionary new system and they put this idea in place that, you know, Oh, the Lords and the ladies of the land will choose the King and then go from there. And that this is somehow different than what they've been doing for forever. And they all pat themselves on the back and they go on their way. And to me, uh, you know, this idea, especially, you know, in the last episode in this one of kind of like a nihilistic approach to this story is you know to have this kind of after Danny dies essentially have what's like you know good fun times at the at the city capital uh where everything ends up being exactly the same as it was, except for now we've got you know this uh spacey you know kid at the party that ate every single pot brownie <laughs> kid as the king and you know one one of the you know the kingdoms I suppose. Was able to maintain their independence, but everyone else is exactly the same, and it's still the people who are the spokes of the wheel choosing who is the king. And so, it to me, it's just, it was just kind of interesting because I think it was supposed to play as like you know this new system, but it was ultimately the people that have been in charge of things for forever still making decisions for everyone else, and you know that was what was funny about them. Making the joke of democracy, uh, saying, "Oh, we should let the dogs vote, or my horse can vote," and everyone laughed. And even Sam, you know, who brought it up with genuine attempt, was like, "Oh, yeah, that is a little crazy. I, 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 you know, I, I reject that idea as soon as I put it out. I, I know it's silly. Yeah, and it's mean, just kind of because
1: what if the people vote for someone terrible? That's never happened right. before.
0: Yeah, never, never, absolutely not. not
1: in a, not in our democracy, never."
0: Yeah, but it was it was funny that you know they you know they didn't create democracy in the show, but they did essentially create the Magna Carta, which yeah. I was like from my my history heads out there. You know that that was pretty cool because you know a lot of this is you know European history playing out in a fantasy setting, so it was it was neat for it to kind of see how like the new trickle down uh, form of governance ended up being essentially you know just like the Magna Carta, which I thought was pretty rad.
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, the trickle down, um, Tyrion, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on him becoming Hand? Because I've got many, but I want to hear you. Uh,
0: it's like it reminds me in a way of John, where John is consistently like, "I don't want the thing you're giving me," and they're like, "Cool, we'll give you another better thing." And he just keeps saying, no, please, no, no. And he does his best at it, but ultimately he's like, please stop giving me stuff to do. I just want to protect people and probably not do anything else. Uh, Maybe sleep with some ladies, but that's basically it. I just kind of want to not have all this responsibility. I don't deserve it. Please don't give it to me. And Tyrion, however, has, you know, is almost like, the poster boy for failing up, uh, has just failed over and over again. Everyone, and he's had such you know, early on had such gleaming, you know, opportunities to show his his medal and was not given credit for it, you know, by his father and his sister and you know, the all of King's Landing and everything. So he essentially was like, nah, you know what? Fuck it. And then he gets with Danny and it's like, Cool, great. And he's given hand and it's that's a little bit of a surprise, but also, hey, cool, that's great. Uh, Drawer wasn't around, so it made sense, you know, for the smartest person that she had around to be her hand. And then he continued to just fuck up over and over and over again, almost to the point where people were like, Is he sabotaging her? Like, is he like still, you know, loyal to his house yeah, in a way? Like, like,
1: there was like that fan theory where like everyone was like is he really working against her? And I was like, right. yeah, he's that. Da- no, he's just that fucking stupid.
0: Yeah. He's he like, you know, he was the architect of the worst plan in show history and game of Thrones history. It's like, let's send, you know, 12 people North on foot to grab a zombie from the middle of the zombie army. And everything will work out just fine. And we'll totally be able to convince my sister to come and help yeah, us. That and it's is, just like, how did that work out? That is out?
1: the second worst decision. I think the first, like, the worst decision the show has made was to cut the last two seasons. But <laughs> no, <laughs> right. no, that was that, yeah. that going north of the wall was just stupid. Yeah. it made, It was cool visual so, stuff, but. Oh,
0: like... yeah. Yeah. That's and that's, you know. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point for this episode, just filled with incredible shots. And this season, just, you know, the majesty of the art direction of this entire last season, especially all the stuff in King's Landing, has been incredible. Writing, "Eh, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah, Tyrion getting the nod. And I I understand uh, it was weird to have Brand say, I I didn't want to be king after he had that why do you think i came all the way here line you know having those two things so close to each other yeah, like... and the dissonance between the <laughs> two of them was kind of like what are you guys trying to say right now uh, but i understood maybe like why gollum he was
1: from lord of the rings where he's meagle one minute and then he's like <laughs> gollum the next maybe he's like who, brand who one minute knows? and then the three-eyed raven the next i don't know
0: who even he's knows like oh but king brand was sounds
1: fucking all right
0: yeah, and but yeah, it's like oh, he can spend you know the rest of his life making up for his mistakes, and like I understand what they're going for, but to me it's like make Sam your hand, make Davos your hand. Davos should have been go hand, from there. But
1: I'm yeah. happy with Master of Ships too, because that you know that's up his alley.
0: Yes, um, makes sense.
1: Also, though, I mean, they they make it a point in the show a lot too to give credit to the show. The Hand of the King is a shit job. Yeah. No one likes it. No one wants to be Hand of the King. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, but, I mean, like... Tyrion also... When he's not with Daenerys, he's a very good Hand. Like, in, in Season 2, when he was acting Hand, he he was... I mean, there were things wrong with the city, but... For the most part, he handled things pretty well. He cleared up the corruption... Sort of, you know, there were there were some <laughs> things that he couldn't really do, but you know, right. like I don't know, I
0: he got to dunk on Picel, which yeah, was yeah,
1: which I mean, the only one who got dunked on worse than him was uh, Ed Tully this season. Yeah,
0: he, that, he existed uh, just oh, to get yeah. shut down. It, like literally, the only reason they brought him back is just like, hey, uh... and it was and it was funny, and like you know, in a. Oh man, in a season that has really kind of let down fans, but female fans in general by not having adequate writing or motivations for a lot of its incredibly strong and iconic female characters, having that moment there, of all people for Sansa, to be like yo dude, uh, just Nah, yeah, <laughs> not today. Uncle,
1: sit down. I was like, all right,
0: yeah, it's just, just so good that, and then Arya telling Yara.
1: Oh, that was good. Uh, like, if you say <laughs> another word about my brother, uh, I'll cut your throat. I was like,
0: I just, I uh, Arya for life, man. Yeah, I love like her so much, I and mean, I
1: love Yara too. So I was like, I mean, yeah, fuck John, but I mean, <laughs> also Arya is my favorite, so I have to give her that. Right. Um, and the thing is, like talk about like the woman characters and like okay yeah ultimately some of the women did end up on top Sansa and Arya in particular like um but like and Arya had her moments you know she saved the entire world literally yep. uh Yep. but I just I don't like the way they treat women in power I oh yeah like and I mean even if you were to like have this discussion, like it, it would still be gendered. Like, y- there's no escaping from that. You know, it's just a world we live in, and the world that's in the show, and it just right. The only two, the only, I mean, three women really that were in power: Marjorie Tyrell, who was pretty, you know, she was like a lying, you know, cunning lady, uh Cersei, yeah. ruthless. Danny, who would have been the good, you know, champion and the just champion. Uh, ended up becoming a psychopath for, like, 20 minutes or whatever, right. uh, and I just, I, meanwhile like, all the guys, like, can, the bad guys can go on their redemption arcs, so you got Theon, he, he had his right. redemption arc, he had Jaime, which, no matter how it ended, you know, he still atone tried to atone for all the bad he's done, and you don't get that right. with uh, Cersei, you don't get that with not, you know, fuck Cersei but you don't get that with her you don't get that with <laughs> Daenerys and, and right. you don't get that with like Marjorie or anyone like that and it's just like it's such a shame cause like
0: it really is
1: Daenerys I, I suppose we should turn to her cause I mean she's kind of the main yeah <laughs> you know.
0: but I mean it's a it's a really it's a really poignant and you know very good segue that you make yeah totally because... unintentional <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of the women in the show like have the ability to grow but ultimately end up a either a more fully realized version of themselves or right back where they started from at the beginning of when we met them like just thinking about sansa and Arya, like yes they have grown a lot, uh, substantially. And unfortunately, a lot of that has come through trauma. But, you know, that is realistic for a woman's life for almost every single woman that has ever existed. There's been some level of trauma at some point, and they've grown. Not that that is something that is necessary for a, a character to show growth, but it is realistic. Um, however, they don't ever, like you said, get a chance to like do a heel turn and then come back from it or something like that. It's essentially one note that has a bit of vibrato to it, but ultimately is just the same note throughout. Um and that's kind of a bummer in comparison to, you know, characters like Jamie or Theon, where they, you know, can actually change for legitimate reasons throughout, that can actually take them from being, you know, an enjoyable fan favorite to hated to back and forth over and over again and you know again leads into the 10 season 100 episodes theory that we have going here that we love so much but it's you know I think that if you had the ability to do this with characters that existed already you should have been able to do that with the female characters as well
1: yeah like maybe a scene where Maybe not a scene, but, like, maybe a subplot where, like, Yara Greyjoy starts raiding again because the deal is null and void that she had with Daenerys. So, And then, like, you know, you could have that for, like, maybe half a season and then whatever. But, like, I mean, obviously it's not going to be at the same level as, like, Jaime or Theon or anyone like that. But, I mean... I just feel like with the woman, you already you automatically, for the most part, like Sansa. You like Arya. Right. I mean, a lot of people really didn't like Sansa at first because, you know, she was naive. But, you know, for the most part, like, we know, like, she's going to grow. And, you know, for for that, like, we don't cast her in the same light as being as bad as Cersei. Right. But, like, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen, like, sort of like a villainous woman turn good or you know right in, in a believable and I, and way I,
0: and i think that they tried to do that with aria last season yeah but it didn't work the, at the all kind of uh, it didn't it didn't and to, to the point where it's just like as it was happening it made no sense like there and it was purely done for drama and this idea that the only like tangible aspect of female character growth is either to, you know, reflect on their relationship with a man or to to show, like, some kind of, you know, adversarial relationship with a woman, it just really is kind of old and boring um, and just really, really lazy, it seems like to me. And, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of you're experiencing what they're trying to do and then at the end you know uh, you know the second to last shot that we get is sansa on the throne you know completely resplendent and one of the coolest costumes that i think the show oh has my, ever yeah, given like, us just absolutely insane the, 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 the werewolf the Tully leaves, scales. Yeah oh it's just so good and that crown the wood yeah, crown like, was just fucking and then so having good. her
1: hair down the red hair down yeah. the, the medievalist like uh, history nerd in me was screaming Queen Elizabeth Cause, oh, yeah. I mean I, I won't bore everyone with a history lesson but um, Queen Elizabeth was <sighs> she, you know she was abuse, sexually abused um, yeah. and when she was You know during her coronation she wore her hair flat down as a sort of fuck you to like you know the beauty standards that they held and i didn't notice this until someone pointed it out but sansa's hair changes like oh yeah not not like just so like obviously it's gonna change but she wears her hair to reflect where she's going like, she changes her hair to, a like, up-and-down style with Marjorie. She changes it to, like, straight up when she's around Cersei. And then now she's just wearing it straight down. And, like, that, you know, it. I like little details like that that I don't catch right away. Right. Um, and that's to the costume department, who, again, fantastic.
0: Yes. But, yeah, it's, I mean, just, like, it, it's the type of thing where... The people that are running things will point to that and say we gave her the throne not the throne but the throne you know she's the queen of the north you know and they made sure to say it and i you will you better damn believe that i was like if they don't fucking scream the queen in the north before the end of this show that's the last i'm gonna burn that's the last line of
1: dialogue in the whole series
0: and it's just like cool and I love it. And, it's, and and I and I appreciate that. But it's just like again, it's this, this idea that I like where I'm at, I'm not sure I love how I got here. And I think that's kind of I don't know, like the standard for almost the entire show. Like you if you if you were tell me that at the end of all of this that not only the Arya would be alive, but she's like, I don't want to do anything here. I'm gonna go on a cool fucking adventure and I'd be like, "Hell yeah." It's like I don't want her to be master of spies for Bran. I don't want her to just be walking around killing people just cuz she has the ability to do it. It's Just like let her fucking just go do whatever she wants to do. And if that's like, you know, create the first Stark ship uh with a cool Stark uh mast and, you know, I never I can never remember what the uh what the things are at the front of the ship.
1: Oh, like the, the headpieces. Uh... Oh, like the the ram? I, I yeah. yeah. I don't. We don't Whenever know about that
0: ships people. We're whatever not whatever that nautical term is. We're not yeah. that that thing we're not nautical people. That's a direwolf. Hell yeah, I'm all about that. And t- at the same breath, if you're almost like John, got to dodge all of his responsibilities. Head north, cause he ain't going back. That shot. There's no. He's not going back to the Night's Watch. He's done. He's like <laughs> you guys. You guys let me go north of the wall. See ya. I am not coming back. I really like. Oh man, I'm sorry.
1: What I like though is. That was like an echo of the first shot of the season. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. the first, the first line in the whole series. uh, In the books, like the very first line is we should turn back. And I love how John does turn back, but then they all like go forward. And I'm like, oh, right. That's nice. That's good.
0: Liked it such a, such a good shot too and you know ghost got his pets yes so I knew I
1: knew it. that was gonna happen as soon as he went north I was like oh he's gonna pet ghost
0: yeah and it was and it was one of those things where it's just like it like I don't feel bad because I'm it doesn't matter that he pet him now I'm still mad that he didn't pet him when he when he left but it did bring to mind like the blowback from that and the people that you know have worked on this show just thinking to themselves these motherfuckers, if they could just wait like two more episodes, it's gonna happen. Please stop yelling at us. But of course, they couldn't say anything. I think
1: they anything. knew, like, there would, there would be backlash because I feel like, oh yeah, the, the the creators for the most part they know the audience, they know it's for the memes, they right. know. But um, all right. Oh, you know what? Are so you ready? Yeah, actually, though, I, I did. I completely forgot to bring it up, but. When we were talking about, um, like, how, like, the woman in power and all that, um... Yeah. There is one character, some of you might know her, is Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Um, and I think this, like, yeah, we still have the nobles ruling, but I think the fact that she was not only the first female knight, the first oh. female lord commander of the Kingsguard, um... <laughs> And I like how the Kingsguard uh armor has like a little raven on it now. I love yeah. that. But love that. um and I I love how, you know, she wrote in the book, whatever. I didn't like that she shut the book when the ink was still wet, but
0: Yes, that, like, that drove me I nuts. was
1: screaming in my head. I was like, No, do you don't know, do you not know how writing works?
0: My mom texts me about that. My mom was just like, I can't believe she closed the book and I'm like, I No, know, I know, and mom, her handwriting is
1: so nice.
0: Yes. I also you know like just the the memer in me was like yeah we uh, know i really I, I really wanted her to write jamie lannister fucking sucks <laughs> close book
1: They you are know, like uh, dear slim i wrote you but you ain't calling <laughs> yeah like <laughs> or something like that and i was like as soon as oh. it showed her writing i was like yeah this is a meme which i wish i wish that wasn't a thing that i thought of when watching right. this but i mean at this point whatever <laughs>
0: That's where we're at. Also, shouts to Pod. Yes, old Podrick. He's, he's he survived Pod. In, uh, against all odds, and he was you know like he's just a good dude. Like he's legitimately one of the most like just good people in the show. That kind of just goes about his business, does a, does good at his job, and gets rewarded yeah, for it. Yeah, Pod and Pod like, and
1: Gendry are good men.
0: You know, Genji's like, probably bad at ev- I sex, think,
1: but he's a good man. <laughs>
0: right. I think everyone wants to be or you know, a lot of people would like to be John because he's like the traditional hero archetype. A lot of people would like to be Arya, you know, because it's like, I would love the ability to just be able to kill anyone or whatever. But like, I think being realistic, I would want to be Pod. Because, you know, taking away his his talents, you know, just taking that off the board, because clearly if he's that good. You would probably want to have those talents. That's fine. Remove that. I just like to be a guy that makes it through, doesn't die, gets a good job. Like, you know, gets rewarded for his good job. That it's kind of that's what I think that if there was any person on the show that I would be is that's what it would be. Do you think
1: do you think Pod can still be with women now though? Cause I no, like I know the Kingsguard have their vows or whatever, like Right. But I feel like this new world would have learned, especially Bran, would have learned, like, everything that happened was because people were horny.
0: Yeah. it's A lot of bad decisions made below the belt.
1: <laughs> no, so, like, I could see Bran being like, hey, Pod, you can marry someone if you want. <laughs>
0: right. Like,
1: you have a python down there, like, you gotta use their dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got two swords. But... Um and like even Brienne like you know whatever, um, but again that goes into like the million questions that we have that aren't going to be answered which right. I again love.
0: Yep, I like to I like to make up my own stories in my head about whatever it is and I don't need anyone to either confirm or deny them for me. I I can just live in that world where, where I, I just enjoy it. Like there was um I think and this is one of like the bad side of this the russo brothers are like confirming and denying a lot of theories about you know the avengers and the mcu after endgame and all that and they said that cap could always pick up the hammer when there's a movie where he clearly can't and they say oh he could do it but he chose not to yeah uh-huh don't wreck on us like that And I'm just like, no, that's not how that works. And it's just like, I can choose for that to be incorrect. And I can even decide why. I think that since Cap knew that Bucky killed Tony's parents, but they hadn't all talked about it and got it out yet. That's why he was still unworthy because he hadn't relieved himself of that one last, you know, I guess lie, but just fact that he was keeping. Because clearly it was a very destructive piece of information because all of civil war revolves around this one lie it's like cool fine that's why he couldn't pick it up that's done whatever also of course he needed to pick it up in the last one because if he didn't he wouldn't be able to kick uh uh thanos's ass for a little bit and move the the movie along so whatever anyways what's up with daenerys you mean obviously she's yeah, dead. You mean, so you that's mean hot,
1: sexy Hitler with a giant dragon. <laughs> I fucking. I'm right. sorry. Well, I I'm livid with the Nazi imagery that they have. I
0: they leaned the fuck into and,
1: it. And and don't get me wrong. Like I think the shots themselves are really cool. And like oh, yeah. you know, like seeing like the the unsullied you know formation like that with like the ruined city and daenerys Mm. and then you know like the green screen drogon behind her with the wings uh a bit on the nose but i loved it oh yeah and daenerys dressed like a real targaryen um i you know i just i've i just didn't like how they tried to basically make her hitler at this point yeah she's like we're building a new world and i'm like oh cool yeah she's probably like yeah it'll be called like the fourth reich or something Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like oh no 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 and then Tyrion with his trying to justify th- that she's evil by saying like first she came for the slavers and the cows and I'm like oh no you don't get to do that you you don't right. get like I'm not Jewish so I can't really I can't be offended by it mm-hmm. Um, but excuse me allergies <laughs> but, like, you really shouldn't use Holocaust, you know, lines from the Holocaust. For For those who don't know, the, the first they came for and then they came for, like, speech was a poem written by Martin Niemoller, And it was about indifference in the Holocaust and when the Nazis came for certain groups of people, those who said nothing... You know, we're just as guilty. And then when they fi- finally are taken, there's no one left to speak for them. And I think by arguing, like, yeah, she came after his slave masters and she came after brutal cows, like, mm-hmm. don't, you can't compare the two. The slave owners are horrible. They should have been crucified. And, like, yeah, Daenerys answers with fire and blood because that's what she knows but also fuck those people they're horrible like they're right. objectively bad right. like i i don't understand like i don't know and what i would have liked to have seen is like a shot in marine where after all is said and done when Tyrion's like ask me how we would be in 10 years which means we're gonna get like a seinfeld reunion um like I <laughs> right. I would have liked to see like maybe a part in Marine where the people she liberated are actually doing really fucking well. I mean I don't right. it's not right. how it works, but you know, like or they have shrines to her and they like everyone loves her, like for saving them and like have right. you know, people with children like, Oh, we're here because of the dragon queen, you know, like Right, and I would have really loved to have seen like that contrast to you know John and Terry, and be like, "She's only gonna kill everyone until she's the only ruler left." I'm like, "No, leave right. her alone." Right, but they wanted her to go full Hitler, and they did, and I, uh, I don't know. Am I the only one that thinks that, or
0: no? I mean, it was you know incredibly heavy handed, for sure, and I think that what it is that they were going for had it been developed because when you're when you're basing the motivation for the action that's going to end the life of but also displace the the new ruler of an entire continent and you're basing that on a choice made by a person that's been in a relationship with that person for I don't know, probably in show universe, like maybe three months, maybe four months or whatever. Um, That's tough. That's really difficult. Like what Tyrion was asking Jon to do, again, you know, someone putting the burden of the entire world at that point on Jon's shoulders when he's just like, can y'all please stop with this shit? I don't want to do any of this. Please stop making me do stuff. But, you know, just, like, the plea from Tyrion to just kind of be like, listen, you know what she's like. And he's like, you don't know that. You really don't know. You have an idea based off of what you've seen, but what you've seen has come, you know, to you in a different arena. Like, Like, you know, you can't say that him killing Cersei, and obviously, once you get the civilians involved, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of, add the nuance into this discussion and everything, but let's say we remove that. Once you get an area where you even come close to defending Cersei Lannister, that's tough. That's a tough ask. It's like Cersei blew up the sept.
1: She killed a bunch of people.
0: Are you going to tell me that there weren't any civilians that were around? We literally saw a bell shoot from the top of the sept and splatter three people. And it's just like, yes, of course, this isn't dragon fire melting. Yeah, Danny's the got a higher level. body count, but <laughs> right. But she also has bigger weapons. Yeah. So it's very difficult. It's almost like it scales. Yeah, like you don't um, think if
1: Cersei had a dragon, she wouldn't have fucking used it. Oh, Are hell you kidding yeah, me? she would have
0: done that. She would have wasted no time. And the thing is, there there was this kind of narrative, and it's interesting that it kind of came from the women. In Danny's life, so it's just a, it's an under another interesting, probably unintentional, like it was from a writing perspective, but like kind of this meta narrative on the way that they were characterizing her. But there are two people in the show that told Danny that like, listen, take people's advice, but ultimately do what you think is best. And it was Masendi when she was like, I, you know, I've seen you make the decisions that no one else could see, and then Lady Olena saying. Um, all of these men that have been in my life, whatever, and I don't listen to any of them. Do what you do the best. You are a dragon. Do what dragons yeah, be do. A dragon. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like that makes sense. Now it was very difficult to justify all of that against Danny's kind of my way is the only way, uh kind of speech that she had between John. And again, this is something that should have happened way prior to him actually knifing her in the stomach um, or the the ribs or whatever. I'm not 100% sure how the blood, yeah, however the blood ended up coming through her eyes and her nose and her mouth and everything, but whatever. Um, These shouldn't have been happening within three minutes of each other. These should be separate conversations and this happens at a different time. Um, But ultimately, this idea that Danny saying that I am the only one that chooses what's right and what's fair and everything like that is tyrannical. And I understand that that's what they were going for, but it's just so compacted. It's like getting to this point where she has listened to everyone for so long and then she decides to do what is her thing and shows no remorse whatsoever it's very difficult because it it is. I think that that part specifically is the thing that I do have a bit of difficulty understanding. I know that she says Cersei used thought that I would be weak, thought that she could use these people as a human shield, thought that. You know, that maybe we would siege her out, which again would be almost the exact same thing. It's just like, would people rather starve to death or be burned by dragon fire? I don't know. They're yeah, dying
1: either yeah. way. Yeah, like that was a horrible idea to like close off the city and let them starve to the right. point of revolt. Like, really? It's That's like, bad. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it just, in in general, it's like, uh, and I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's like, I'm fine with where they got, I'm fine with where they got Danny too you know, as a impetus for her getting got but I don't like how fast it happened and I don't like the way they leaned into it because it really, it was it was like, it reeked of this person finally gets everything that they want they finally get ultimate power and they lose it and go off the deep end so they need to be killed and it's just like, that's that's rough, that's that's incredibly insensitive to all of the stuff that this person has gone through. Because if you take that, it's like taking all of the character development that she's had, you know, Tyrion basically running down the list of all the spots that she's got to in her life that got her to where she is. And then saying, Oh, but she was bad that whole time. All the good she did, all that doesn't matter because she was bad and crazy the entire time. And now we're just seeing her at her most bad and most crazy and it's just like man fuck that yeah i
1: i can't i can't get behind that um and i think i don't think she's gonna burn down the city in the books either i think the city's gonna fall i think like either she's gonna you know ignite wildfire by accident or you know the other targaryen uh because again books not show there is a third Targaryen who is making a claim and I think he might do that. Um, and she'll get blamed for it, but because of course she will. Um, but I just, again, I'm not, I couldn't buy the fact that she just was like, Oh, we have a better world now. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. And I don't like, I don't like the narrative that a lot of stories seem to have where, the revolutionaries are just as bad as the tyrants. And I just, I hate that so much. And I think, like, it just reeks of, like, this notion that, like, yeah, extremism is bad uh, one way or the other. Like, not really. But Mm -hmm. I think the way that they frame it, you know, that's what they were going for. And I just, I I don't like that, personally.
0: But... Well, they even had Cersei bring that up to the Iron Bank when she was making... You know, putting her deposit down for the Golden Company. It's just like how how have you seen returns and in investments with revolutionaries? It's like literally turning this into a dollars and cents thing. It's like tyranny is more profitable, and that is your the way that you're trying to frame it that tyranny is is more you know is is a better system than you know any kind of revolution. It's 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 ridiculous when it's like. Let me back up tyranny with capitalism. It's like, oh, all uh, right. I see what yeah, you're doing my, there.
1: My two least favorite things, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's wild. It's it, it's a lot of it's a lot of decisions that are made that I think aren't shocking, but aren't handled in a way with any nuance to where it actually feels earned. Like I don't feel like we got what we what we deserved I don't think the characters got what they deserved no definitely and not I'll, Daenerys yeah and I don't think that the the writers earned where they eventually got to with the characters chief most
1: yeah cause Daenerys. I, I, I don't I think what they were going for maybe was like us rooting against her and, mm-hmm. and that's just it didn't work that way I don't no. I don't know of anyone like I know I know of people that are like, well, you know, this is what she was gonna do, like, yeah, she's gonna die, whatever. But I don't know of anyone that was rooting for her to die. I know of people who right. like everyone was rooting for Cersei to go. Um yeah. I think people either were accepting that she had to die, like or she had to pay for her crimes in some way. Um mm-hmm. But like again, I, I, I can't i don't know a single person in my life anyway who was like oh she i can't wait to see daenerys die right and i mean maybe that's part of the tragedy of it i don't know and to
0: be fair that definitely not before the penultimate episode because there were definitely a lot of people that had knee-jerk reactions after you know the genocide that were like oh okay she needs to die now but, like, before that, like you said, yeah, it was ultimately, like, she's probably going to die. Like, I don't think there's any way she comes out of this alive and clean. And and that's fine. Because, you know, that we, I know that Game of Thrones is a, a series that shirks convention. I understand that. So, whatever. But you do get kind of attuned to storytelling choices. And they're not telegraphed necessarily, but they are inferred as time goes by. So it's like, yeah, Danny's probably not gonna make it out of this, but ultimately you would hope that the world that she leaves is better than the one that she received. Um, because that was ultimately her goal. Obviously she wanted to rule, but she wanted to, you know, as as the show was oft ready to remind you, break the wheel and all that, but she wanted to change things. She didn't like the way that things were from her perspective. And she wanted to make changes and she was willing to do whatever it took to make those changes happen. And I don't know, that seems like the type of thing that you would root for. And so for people to almost be forced by the show into being like, well, you can't support Danny anymore. She burned up innocent women and children. it's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's just like, I guess we can't support the United States because they dropped you know, atomic bombs on the Japanese. I guess and it's like, well, you know, that was yeah,
1: like, yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever. I mean, okay, yeah. yeah, we we committed war crimes, but we're also America, And, right. Like, I mean, I guess but not, this Danny, is how we sound not a woman, guys. Like, yeah, she committed war not crimes, a woman. but she's Daenerys. Yeah, like, but uh, I again, th- I I'd like to have seen like Marine or essos like and the people doing well under her you know liberation but you know we didn't get that so right you know. i really fucking wish we did though i really wish we had right. so we could be conflicted even more so but i don't know what did you what did you think of uh drogon you know being more uh you know symbolically in (laughs) tune with uh you know the iron throne than any other character (laughs)
0: right well i think we kind of mentioned this and it's come up with the this the scenes the way they've been shot in this in this last season specifically and with some of the you know art direction and the costuming and all that um and like you said one of the greatest shots in tv history that was incredibly on the nose, but no less enjoyable was Drogon taking off from behind Danny and Danny appearing to sprout dragon wings because of the way that it was shot. Incredible. Fantastic. Um, so it's not shocking that the major point <laughs> that was made in the entire episode was from a CGI dragon, CGI burning a CGI throne um and I saw a really funny meme of you know Drogon showing up Danny's dead Jon is standing next to her he's like oh sorry Drogon killed your mom go ahead and burn me down and then Drogon lights the throne on fire and then Jon's like hey you missed And he's like no I didn't miss you missed the point <laughs> and then goes on to describe you know all this stuff and everything and I get that and it if I wanted to be charitable I could say that Dragons are incredibly intelligent. Dragons understand nuance from emotions. And I would assume that he could read off of John that, yeah, he probably you know, putting two and two together, he's close to his mom. His mom is dead. He's aware his mom is dead. John probably killed her. Understand that. Also, there was a part of me that's just like, oh, Danny's dead now. The dragon bond has been removed. Dragon will accept another writer. Maybe John, this is how he gets out. He flies off into... But no, nope, that did not happen. No, either. I um, I don't
1: think... Um, like, even in the books, like, dragons very rarely take another rider. Like, sometimes... Like, they will. And, you right. know, like, I, I think Balerion had, I think, two rides. Only two people have ever ridden him successfully. Um, right. Aegon and then Araya, which that's a whole other topic. But, like, I, I don't know. I... I think it would have been maybe not better, but, like, if Jon had, like, pointed to the throne and Drogon burned it, but I I did like the Godzilla roar that Drogon made and, like, (laughs) when he, like, opened his mouth and Jon was staring at it and he he saw, like, the burning, like, it looked like glowing coals, like, in his mouth. I'm like, oh, shit. And I didn't think he would... If, if I was thinking if he's going to burn John, like, and then John's going to come out unscathed, he'll be like, whatever. But, right. you know, I think melting the Iron Throne into magma was... It was cool. It was, it reminded me a lot of Lord of the Rings, which I right. got a lot of this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too, almost too much for my liking. But, yeah, you know, the it, Iron Throne... It was
0: one of those things where, like, you know, when they were... Getting of the show when they were pitching the show, they're just like, George really loves Lord of the Rings, don't forget. And then, like, they were going over their last episode, they're like, Oh shit, we didn't put like we haven't referenced Lord of the Rings enough, so let's let's cram it into this last episode as much as possible. Like, literally, I think, besides the um, you know, sit down uncle memes that immediately started jumping off of Twitter, just like totally popping off the next most overused thing that I saw was a side-by-side of the ring and the fire and the Iron Throne getting burned. It's just like, yes, we all get it, we know. Which, yeah, I, I think
1: that's gonna that could happen in the books too, which I'd be okay with that. Oh, yeah. I really, I, I mean, I like it, you know, it was created in the fire and it's destroyed by the fire, I like that, whatever. The Lord of the Rings parallel I didn't like. I'm sure you can take a guess. Just go on.
0: Oh, no. Okay, I was yeah.
1: so like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, I think it's going to happen in the books, too. But right. I, I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, no. And he's like, it's called A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fuck L- off. No.
0: Like, I think because they had him say it as well, and it was just too yeah, much. Yeah, if, like, if he didn't I, say
1: it, it would have been better.
0: Right. Well, because that, that's the thing. Like. You know the Lord of the Rings is you know tolkien's you know in his mythology is tolkien's translation of Bilbo slash photo slash sam's book like what we're reading is supposed to have been written by these characters, and we're just seeing that and you know it is from their perspective and so on and so on, but like they're ne- you know like and even in the movie when they show it and they're just like. <laughs> Fucking Frodo at the beginning is just like, a hobbit's tale, blah, blah, blah. And, and he goes through all that. Like, that's that's rough. But then, you know, Sam does it at the end of the movie too. And it's just like, oh, no. It's like, we get it. We know. We know. It's okay. But yeah, there's just something so extra about Sam, who, to, I have a question for you. How the hell is Sam Archmaester?
1: well no he's not he's uh the grand maester not the so like
0: i thought the grand maester was at old town and arch is at king's landing is that no it's, it's the other
1: that? way around grand maester is doesn't i mean it usually is an arch um but the yeah. grand maester is chosen among the arch so like arch maester ebrose who wrote the song of ice and fire he was uh i forget the actor's name Broadband. Yeah that was him uh yeah. that, that's him from uh i think it was like season six or whatever or
0: seven um but don't they have to choose sam to be it so if he's not actually even a maester yeah because the likelihood of him being I don't think chosen he was officially
1: a maester and even if even if like there's like the time jump or whatever like you mean to tell me sam skipped over all of those fucking people that's pretty disrespectful <laughs> right.
0: That's wild. Yeah, and That's one of those things where that that might be like a brand appointment yeah, or something. Which, you're just I'm like, okay. I, ah, yeah. you can just be. But like, so I I guess to go along with the rest of that whole small council, uh, did you did you think it was funny or rude <laughs> that they straight up told Tyrion? It's like, oh, you're not even really in this. I thought
1: it was hysterical, and I'm kind like I was kind of like, why? If you're writing a comprehensive history. <laughs> wouldn't you have you like have wouldn't you include one of like the last remaining son of the last like remaining tar- like Lannister whatever but yeah. I mean I-, I was okay with that too I was like alright cause like it was sort of a nod that like the history books don't always get it right and even right. but even then I think it's part of um part of me thought maybe it was like a punishment too cause like mm. You know, maybe it was, like, intentional. Like, Bran and Sam were, right. like, in cahoots to, like, not put Tyrion in as punishment for him fucking up <laughs> monumentally. So that hit, right. now his work his Hand of the King is going to be thankless and no one's going to remember it. <laughs> right. Which is what Tyrion fucking deserves. But... Right. Um, so, like, I, I, I thought that was great. Um, I hope that's what it was. But, I mean... Right. Then you had the whole brawn as
0: yep uh, i don't know i don't think that's gonna not, not a fan of that
1: at all right i think they just had him in no, there i think it's definitely still, one of those yeah. things
0: where like braun has become a like a show favorite for people i so still think he should have been his... killed off like
1: a while ago
0: <laughs> right his his trajectory has been based off of that and less off of you know narrative you know cohesion um but you know it it was a funny moment between him and Davos where he's just like, maybe we should rebuild some brothels, and Brienne's like, uh, I think ships. Yeah, like I, I might was like, more right, important. That's
1: good back and forth. Um, yeah. I uh, also like Davos. We got... Um, went from he started out as illiterate, and now he's correcting everyone's <laughs> grammar. And right. I'm like, thank you, Stannis. I love that. Yes. Um. Yes and also davos is like pod one of the few genuinely good people right and it's um like i'm happy to see like aside from braun like actually good people who are morally just on the council yeah
0: um between sam and davos and brienne I mean, yeah, like
1: Bronn, not so much, but everyone,
0: everyone else is Tyrion, also not so much.
1: No, but I mean Tyrion, you know, is an idiot, but he does try to do what's right for the most part.
0: Yep, yep. He went straight back to what he knows—the sewers. (laughs) It's just like we need to get better, better sewer system going on here. They
1: want to get their teenage mutant ninja turtles, you know? Right.
0: Oh man, well, so. I think we've pretty much, like...
1: Yeah, we scattered. I don't think... We, we did not do yeah. this,
0: like, in order
1: by scene, and that's okay. Yeah,
0: but we we, we covered about everything. So, I guess my question to you is, like, like, almost like a post-mortem. Like, how do you feel about it as an adaptation and then as its own thing after, essentially, like, mid-part, maybe even closer to the beginning of Season 5, and then... I mean, I, I, we pretty much were like, yeah, we pretty. The ending is pretty good. Um, you know, definitely could be some things done better and worse, but like as a series now, do you think that they kind of achieved? Because it's very difficult to say that this was not a success. You can't. <laughs> no, saying is, saying that is is yeah, the dumbest the, the thing show
1: ever. show is gonna be. I, I honestly think we're at like Star Wars level, like, right. and I, I can't see it going away. Even, like... Right. Like, yeah, the, the hype might die down for the show. And, like, in, a, in, like, a couple of years, like, people will be like, oh, I never really watched it. But you're gonna know. Yeah. You will be aware like, of it. Like, even though you've never seen Star Wars, you know the sound of a lightsaber. Like... Right. And okay. I think it's gonna be like that with, like, dragon eggs and the throne and, like, even memes. Like, I mean... Right. You see, like, they renamed... I don't know the exact name, but they renamed a castle in Scotland after one of the castles from Game of Thrones. Wow. So, like, yeah. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Dubrovnik is, like, like now a famous city for being King's Landing. And they're not going to let right. that die down anytime soon.
0: Oh, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. So,
1: like, I think the legacy that is there is it's going to be there for a while. Um, I don't know. I wanted to ask you, though, like... <sighs> do you think a lot of the manufactured hate, do you think a lot of it is justified or do you think like the petition mm. that's there is sort of, cause I'm against the petition to rewrite the ending, no matter how symbolic. Right. Um, right. But I, I wanted to know, um, cause I'm, I'm, I try to be a creative type. So when I see things like that, that worries me because right. it's like, if people, if a couple of loud mouths on the internet don't like, what you produce, they're gonna rally mm-hmm. up a bunch of people, and right. they're gonna try to stifle a, like your creativity from then on. And I, I just, I don't see that as a good thing,
0: right? And you know, it's, it's, it's the petition particularly is kind of like you know something that someone who is a troll like stoked up because a lot of times these folks that have these you know, very loud emotions don't have the wherewithal or the drive to actually do anything about it, but all it takes is one person to kind of give them enough of an enough of a push. Like, if all you have to do is sign a petition, all you have to do is click submit on a form, you know, for some change.org or whatever, uh, you'll do that because, you know, people are just like, well, this is the only way that I can, you know, display my anger or displeasure uh with whatever this is here and i think that we're in a really weird time and actually like you know wrote an article about this uh just recently um kind of off of the last episode but more so of like kind of the atmosphere that's been around this most recent season, it's just like, do we even know what we really want anymore? And, you know, talking to you about stuff like this, it's clear. And when you have people that have a very similar mindset to yours, it's really interesting to kind of be like, I don't understand how anyone can get this upset about things because this is a good to great product that we're experiencing, you know, day in, day out. You know, it's obviously worthwhile enough for us to even complain about to have enough of an emotional connection to it to even have an opinion right like it's generating um,
1: discussion it's
0: right doing what and art to is me supposed to do and it has it has value based just off of that alone and it's like whether you like it or not is at that point irrelevant because it is something that you have experienced and then you can you know respond to it in whatever way it doesn't you know make it not worth existing because you don't like it that's just not the way that things work but we do live in a place and it is it reminds me of um uh i don't remember how many years ago it was but george lucas was like very keen on making sure that uh certain pieces of old film were being touched up and maintained and it was for you know keeping it in the public eye so that people could continue to see these old art films essentially these all these films that were part of this archive and he poured a lot of money into making sure that that happened and this was like in the in basically in the mid to late 80s after he was done with his original trilogy of star wars and he was kind of you know he had all this money he had this clout he had this drive but he was still an artist and then as time went by he started to kind of reclaim because he had this idea that you know These movies belong to people. They're made by the the people that made them, the directors, the writers, and all that. But once they go out into the world, it's art. It belongs to the people. And then he kind of started to shift back on that and kind of wanted to retain his ownership of the things that he made. So he made it to where no one could ever see the original cuts of star Wars anymore. And he started to make all these different cuts to it and all these different additions and so on and so on. And ultimately that culminated in him making his own vision that could never be besmirched anyway. And it was the prequels and it was garbage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh George. You know, so which I still love. I, I I wrote a I wrote a piece about The Phantom Menace the other day about how as as terrible as it is, I still love it as a movie because I just enjoy it. I saw it when I was 11. I enjoyed it, whatever. Um so there's this idea that exists now for people that it's like if I spend my 15 bucks a month to have my HBO subscription and I watch Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is mine. So if Game of Thrones doesn't do what I want it to do, it needs to change because it's not mine the way that I, I want mean, it to be. Yeah, going and,
1: back to Star Wars, like at the Yeah. The the backlash from The Last Jedi and like Right. Well, I mean, that's a whole other fan base, but they're just as stuff. The sentiment is the same. Yeah. Like and and I think I think people were already determined to hate the ending anyway. Oh yeah. I know a couple of people that got the leaks early, like, they they read the leaks, and I was like, don't tell me, whatever. And they were like, it's bad, it's the worst, it's so terrible, and maybe that's why Uh I I was like, hey, this isn't as bad as you said it was. But, like, people are just ready to hate, like, popular things. That's why, like, you see the people that are like, oh, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, well, good for you. Mm -hmm. Do you want a fucking (laughs) medal? Like, whatever. But... um. Like, I think there's too much pressure on ending a story, too. Oh, there's yeah. So Like, can you think... I, I really can't... I could think of a couple, maybe. um. But there aren't too many series that have been as long, as deep, and as mm-hmm. complex as this one that have ended well. I know, like, people are, would say maybe Breaking Bad. But, again, Breaking Bad was a story of, like, three or four people.
0: Right. And I also think if people were honest about their immediate reactions to the end of that show it wasn't that well received it was like oh i guess this is okay it's not great but it's okay which is what happens to the ending of a lot of shows the only show that i know for certain that ended well being anywhere close to this was (laughs) avatar the last airbender it's the only show that I can think of that had as many, not as many characters, but a lot of characters that had a lot of arcs, that maintained this mythology, and stuck the landing. And that was an animated show for kids. Yeah,
1: the same goes for uh, I think Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood. Oh yeah, yeah. hell yeah. yeah! But that's like again, that a that's another comp- like animated, you know show that doesn't cost nearly as much to make and you don't have to deal with contracts and all of that with like actors right
0: (sighs) but it's a lot easier to get someone in a voiceover booth than to have them living in belfast for an entire year
1: the other the other thing i kind of wanted to uh talk about with like regards to the ending though is i noticed a lot of like the split is non-book readers like that I know like people that only watch the show really by and large Mm -hmm. didn't like it that much Um, people that read the books either hated it because they hate what the show has become since like season 5 and they're like the purist which I mean I was kind of like that for a bit but um, like the other people in the fandom like the other content creators by and large a lot of them really liked it and I think it's interesting how like the people that watched the show mm-hmm. and only taken the show were like let down. And the people that are heavily invested in the books are like, Oh, this is great. And I think it might be right. because like the book reader is like us by nature. Like we want to dig into, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. this shit. Like we like to be in the weeds for, <laughs> for sure. For Game of Thrones. But
0: well, and I think um, there's something that we've kind of brought up is that, let's say, we know from George's uh, non-denial denial denial, (laughs) uh, that (laughs) the ending that happened in the show is pretty close. Somewhere in the ballpark, let's say. So that gives book readers from where they are now to an end that could be however long in the future, as far as the book is concerned, worth of time to kind of build out their theories figure out where things are going saying oh they didn't have this in the show but we have this in the book so maybe this can you know factor into the end game maybe this is uh maybe you know like we really will have the you know three heads of the dragon you know there will be three targaryens in play at the yeah, end because like you know there's
1: no night king in the book so like that could be Euron Greyjoy's right. like character maybe he controls the dragon like like there's so much for us to really look forward to. So I'm right. okay with it.
0: And I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, we've talked about how cool some of these shots are, a lot of these shots and set design and, you know, the amount of incredible acting that's been able to be done with really middling content for them to actually perform. Um, like say, you know, Amelia Clark, Acted her ass off. Oh, Amelia's been brilliant this season. And she's had some terrible lines. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, like, all you have to do is look at her physical acting. Watch her face. Watch the emotions playing out. Like, you know, as kind of almost, like, you know, barf Romeo and Juliet. The ending was there with, you know, them making out and then stabbing and all that and all that just like watching kit and amelia go through that yeah you know also, i think this
1: is uh, some of kit's best acting too actually oh yeah hell um, yeah and because like there was, it's tough because... i'm very hard on kit by the way <laughs> yeah i know you are well i just his character i <laughs> fucking can't stand yeah lately i don't want it brad you should be yeah. king i just yep. i don't want it like <laughs> <laughs> she is all queen right like those are like the only like lines of dialogue he's had but i think in that scene where and like this is a, a thing I, I got into a like bit of an argument with was someone was like it's not characteristic of john to kill danny i'm like yes the fuck it is are you kidding me like it, it's a direct you know parallel between ned ned would never give up his honor but when he's reminded hey if you don't do this Arya and sansa are dead and John was like oh well all right, fuck Sazam but like Arya can't die so (laughs) you know John (laughs) did what he had to do to protect the people he loves even if it means giving up everything and like I was like yeah and it's
0: I mean if you think about it it's not too different than agree like yeah he didn't kill her but he who was the one that you know fucking Ollie oh, fucking yeah. taught Ollie yeah. how to shoot a bow you know it was just like listen man you're going to have to fight so practice with this fucking bow also, who puts the he
1: fucking killed Ollie's like parents and slaughtered a village very true and i mean don't get 100%. me wrong it's a different body count but yeah igrit is a killer too and like we felt terrible for her i i still i love igrit
0: everyone is yeah Everyone in this show is a killer, you know. Not everyone had dragons. I think your point about what would have happened had Cersei had dragons, like would the none of these people would exist. All these people would have been burnt to a crisp in a second, and we would have had incest babies all over the place. <laughs> so it's it's just it's really it's really funny because like I I think that some of the failings are from forced narrative. It's like this is we're trying to direct you as a fan in a, in what we want you to respond to which is it's just ultimately what the goal is like when you're putting a show together the person that's directing the movie is not only directing the people that are acting but attempting to direct you as a fan towards a goal and good directors give you space to make those decisions but there is a lot of hey this is what we want you to think in this last season which is which is a bummer which is a huge bummer but i will say yeah, that yeah it, it reminds me of like that... the
1: WWE <laughs> <laughs> no like like in how they like make characters turn like heel and face Right. And, like and like right. you know they're like oh we want the audience to root for him and we, and i right. that that's not what made game of thrones so special though. what made game it's of thrones special was the lack of moral clarity between characters and like you know we we fought over who was the rightful ruler stannis Mm daenerys renly like they were all you know everyone was like justified in thinking this way about like certain characters and then just for the show to be like yeah fuck you danny's bad like (laughs) this is disrespectful to everything that the show has been built on right but again i mean like i was happy with the ending so you know yeah
0: i i was totally fine with it i i enjoyed what we got and you know i'm excited to to continue to follow a lot of these actors careers going forward Um, i'm excited Um,
1: for uh sophie Maisie, um even bran i don't know what isaac Hempstead wright plans on doing but i hope it involves more than wearing glasses yeah
0: so that he can see.
1: Yeah, yeah, cuz like you, you Did read you, about that like he yeah, yeah he's like I can't see. Did you see. see the
0: picture of him and and Maisie and Sophie?
1: Oh, when they're like Ma- when he's like flashing they're, his they're
0: at the yeah, oh my god, his white legs Yeah, I I tweeted uh, that out. So I was like incredibly oh.
1: That's hard to look at. I thought they were photoshopped.
0: I thought they were like weird leggings at first. And then when I saw that those were his actual hairy white legs, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, like, Bran's gonna wear shorts. (laughs) He needs to get some sun on them legs. Oh, man. Well, any parting thoughts? Any... I mean... Anything?
1: Well, uh, have you, um... Have you started watching Chernobyl
0: yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. It's very I, good. I, I,
1: I highly recommend it. I'm on. I'm on the
0: I, I, second it's, episode. It's on. Like, I started kind of doing a like a category in that category, a catalog of all of the shows that I need to catch up on now that I have some uh, some real estate in my brain uh, for things that aren't Game of Thrones, and like, it's a little bit overwhelming. Um, I just started Killing Eve. Ooh. Uh, I watched the first season. I, I'm, I've only watched one yeah, episode. It's but it's really... So, it's fun. Um, so far, so good. Yeah. So, my excited about that.
1: Villanelle is fantastic, but... Um, yeah, Killing Eve is good. I got... Um, I never finished Sabrina. I've been meaning to do Oh, that. yeah.
0: I watched, like, maybe four or five episodes of it and enjoyed it, but, like, just dropped yeah,
1: off. Yeah, it, like, it's a fun I show. I think
0: something... But... I think something came out like the week after or something like that and I started watching that. It's it's man, uh, we are not hurting for no, good um, TV to, at all. To
1: pull a uh, you know a, an aria mood, you know, I'm looking for what's next and Chernobyl is <laughs> right. only like 6 episodes or whatever. It's a miniseries. Right. Um I think I'm going to try the Expanse. I am
0: I am I have I've heard nothing but good yeah. things about that. I've heard um that Fleabag... Is something yep. to check out, um. And I also, what was it? What was the other one? I am actually pretty excited for the uh, his Dark Materials. Yes, uh, pretty. That looks pretty good. I, I'm kind of wishy washy on on Watchmen. I'm not sure what they're gonna do I'm, with that. I'm holding off uh, on
1: Watchmen until like I get first impressions, right? Um, but His Dark Materials looks really good. Lin Manuel Miranda's in it. I love him, so I gotta watch yep. it um then westworld is coming back uh
0: yeah is did i see a promo with aaron yes you did hell yeah
1: i'm very excited to see where it's going um westworld is super confusing i love it (laughs) it's a visual visually it's striking like like i know we, we, we like talking about like the art direction and like beautifully Pretty shot things. and like Westworld is full of that it's uh, oh, oh man, yeah. I can't wait um,
0: <sighs> well you can I guess you guys can all look forward to us uh talking about some of these things yeah, in mean, the future what but do you want to talk about next week and <laughs> I, I have no <laughs> <Detective idea. Pikachu? laughs> and I know you know I know we'll have some uh you know Game of Thrones things in the future yeah I mean uh, uh, we
1: could probably talk about the documentary but um Actually, I think I'm going to see Aladdin Friday.
0: Oh. Um, I know that uh easy, not easy A, that's not it at all. Uh Book Smart is I'm gonna be seeing that on Thursday evening. What, so I'm pretty excited. I've,
1: what is Book Smart?
0: Book Smart is kind of like a super bad esque movie. Oh, But from okay. the perspective right, of I... cool ladies. So okay, I'm I think I saw like
1: a poster for that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's else, like
0: though. It's like a Olivia Wilde's directing um debut. So I'm pretty excited to see. And I've heard nothing but good things about it. So that should be pretty good. Yeah, I'll good. try to check that but, out yeah. this weekend. I'm I'm sure I'll see Aladdin too. I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm not yeah, sure I'll see Aladdin. I mean, I well.
1: I kind of have to see it cuz like just Disney takes my fucking paycheck. Um yep. between Marvel and Star Wars and everything, but Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm not really that excited to see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a, it's almost just like a seeing it to have a conversation about. Yeah, it, like thing. I'm like it's I can't like,
1: wait to talk about this movie that I don't want to really watch.
0: Right, that's kind of how I feel about that. And um, there's another movie, Godzilla. I'm gonna see Godzilla, uh, but am I might. I don't even know why I'm gonna see it, but I don't even know you why. You know what? Someone tried to tell me. Someone today tried to tell me that they heard that. It will give Endgame a run for its money, Shut the fuck and I just like get no. the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, right. just, like, it's like if you like Godzilla, just say you like Godzilla. Yeah, you don't have to make thing, up some like, bullshit. I,
1: I love Godzilla. Like I love all the Godzilla movies. I used to have like Godzilla posters when I was a kid, and then I saw the the, the last one, and I was like, you know what? No,
0: <laughs> I'm done.
1: I just didn't care for the movie that much. Right, and I don't. And like I was like hyped for it too, but I don't know. Like this one, I'm just like, all right, like <laughs> we're doing this again, are we?
0: Yep. Here we go. Uh,
1: maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. But uh, we'll figure something out for next Monday or Tuesday.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> you can find Anthony at
1: uh, I'm on Instagram at dibdrawstuff. Um, I have a show coming up soon, so once I'm done with that in like a couple of weeks, I will be taking commissions. So hit me up. Ooh. I will draw for you. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got right now. What about where, where can we find okay. you, Frankie?
0: Uh, you can find me on uh, Geekstrom on Twitter, uh, spelled with a U. Uh, you can't really find me there because all, all I do is post the the episodes. There. Yeah, but you can't find questions. me at so again? Send us questions. Oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. If you guys have any questions, please let us know. I mean you can ask us a game of throne's questions and we don't answer them anything. at any point. Yeah. We just uh, but yeah, yeah. Like so, content. Yeah. Just ask us how we are. We're and for the most part we're doing okay. Um but yeah, Frank Sore Twitter, Frank XOR, is another place to put it. Uh, always at Hard Men to Please, which is essentially just the Geekstrom website at this point because I don't know if anything else has gone up there. I don't know. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to
1: bring back Hard Men because it's such a funny name.
0: Oh, yeah. It would be great if we could get uh, <laughs> the Hard know, anyone else on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there we are. But yeah, uh, thanks for sticking around with us with all the Game of Thrones stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll have some new content for you soon. And uh, yeah, see yeah, you later. Our
1: watch is ended. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.